Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, I just want to start off by saying there is absolutely zero shame in believing in Bigfoot. Uh, I, I There's a lot of people out there who think it's crazy. People who actually believe in UFOs, but they don't believe in Bigfoot. Um, you know, recently I did a video probably about a week ago on my YouTube channel where I uh, there, there was some new enhanced footage uh, of the famous uh, Patterson-Gimlin footage from 1967 that was uh, taken in northern California by Roger Pat, the late Roger Patterson and uh, Bob Gimlin. Uh, they found a Bigfoot, of course. A lot of people know about this story, and they filmed. Uh, they were actually searching for evidence of Bigfoot, and they were able to, uh, and Patterson was able to capture uh, about a minute's worth of footage of, uh, uh, of an apparent female Sasquatch uh, walking away from him. However, um, I posted this video. I actually had seen uh, 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 the History Channel has a show on there called The Proof is Out There. And they had an episode about uh, about this footage and they they digitally enhanced it. And, it, and uh, it really brought out a lot of details. I mean, you could see muscle movement in the legs. You could see the, the bend in the toes on this thing. Uh, I, I just think after seeing that, I mean, you could see muscle movement. In, in, you could see the breasts on the thing bouncing around. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, the, 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 the details that were now visible in this newly uh, enhanced uh, version of it. I've seen other enhanced versions of it, too, over the years that were pretty good also. But as far as I'm concerned, I think this proves that this thing exists. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of different people over the years who, who've claimed uh, to see one and... Uh, I, now, personally, I've never had an experience. I would have lo- I'd love to have an experience of you know seeing one of these things. Of course, uh, I'd probably be uh, it, it probably the same thing would that would happen to me that happens to everybody else. Oh, you, we, they, we just don't believe you. But anyway, one of the com I received this, some comments on this uh, on my YouTube channel, and I received a comment from one of my uh, subscribers actually named uh, Bearded Soy Boy, and uh, he said that. Uh, you can't expect people to take you seriously when you're saying Bigfoot is real, dude. Not how it works. You fall into the conspiracy nut when you think Bigfoot is real. Well, I, I, I just, I don't agree with that. I <laughs> I just don't agree with that. I, I mean, uh, I, actually, I responded uh, to this comment. I wrote, although I've personally never encountered a Bigfoot, I know somebody who did, and his story was very credible. Additionally, there are some scientists now who believe Bigfoot is real. I encourage you to check out the History Channel documentary on this subject. I have the link listed in the description for that video. Also, I'd like to point out that there is no conspiracy with regard to Bigfoot. There is no government interest, and there would be no reason for any entity to cover up the reality of its existence. As for other conspiracies outside of the extraterrestrial reality, I do not believe in any of them. Uh, anyhow, that's the gist of my of my comment that I uh, provided back to uh, bearded soy boy and anyway I, I will leave the link for that video uh on here for my podcast subscribers and um you know again i i just don't think uh, I, I there's nothing crazy about bigfoot I, I remember i guess about a year ago or so i remember seeing uh you know joe rogan on his show saying he, he felt embarrassed because at one time he, he believed in bigfoot and i guess now you know he finally woke up and he thinks it's complete nonsense now i, I don't know why 
I mean, I, I just don't see why. I mean, there's just, there's, there's, you know, there's so much unexplored wilderness out there and areas, especially in the Pacific Northwest of, of the United States and, and, in, uh, and, and, and further north in Canada that's just unexplored where just people don't go where these things could hang out. I mean, these things could live. I mean, if, you know, I don't, if they are, I, I believe that they are, they do exist. And if obviously there's, there's probably not that many. And, and plus, I really believe that they're extremely, you know, they, they just, they have an ability to, 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 to stay away, to, to, to keep themselves anonymous. I mean, they just have a, uh, an, an, an incredible ability to uh, camouflage themselves for the most part. I mean, fr from the rest of the world, from, from human beings. But uh, I remember uh, back in the late 90s, it was actually uh, 1999, there was uh, <clears throat> a guy that I interviewed for a newspaper article. And uh, actually it was somebody, for years my one friend used to tell me that he had an uncle who had seen uh, Bigfoot back in the 70s. And uh, and I, I wanted to hear this story. I, I thought it would be a great idea to, to contact this guy and do an article for the uh, for the newspaper I was working at, it was at, I was working at the Hazelton Standard Speaker at the time, and uh, so I called this guy up, and and he he was very reluctant. I told him I said I was very interested in in you know doing a recounting of your experience with this uh, with this Bigfoot creature that you saw back in '75, uh, and uh, he was like, oh, "There's no way I'm going to do that." But in, and I kept on talking to him, and finally, basically. I convinced him that, uh, you know, why not? You know, just let's do it, you know. So he actually took me to the site where he saw it. It was in this small, uh, it was in a, a, a private property owned by uh, a municipal water authority. There was a reservoir over there, and it was in the woods uh, near Shenandoah, Pennsylvania, in, in, a, a town, in a little town right outside of Yatesville. And uh, it was all these dirt roads that you, you can't drive a car on. But anyway, he told me the story back in 1975, he had uh, purchased uh, a, a new dirt bike. He was a teenager at the time, and he wanted to take this dirt bike out for a ride. But after, right after he bought it, it was raining, and it rained for a few days, so he couldn't take it out. And then finally on the weekend, uh, you know, it, it stopped raining, so he was finally able to get out on the road with this motorcycle, so or on the dirt bike, rather. And so he, he, he uh, was driving through these uh, dirt roads on this uh, municipal water authority property, and uh, he drove through, you know, still a lot of puddles and stuff from the rain that lasted for a few days. And he drove into a big puddle and it stalled out his motorcycle. So he's trying to kickstart it back into life. And it was, you know, it was taken and tight. It wasn't working right away because it was all wet, I guess. And then he said he heard footsteps. And in his mind, the footsteps, he, he was thinking it was going to be some ranger or somebody saying the the coming there to tell him hey you shouldn't be driving your your dirt bike back here and, and he was already in his mind as he was turning around to face the footsteps he was trying to come up with an excuse but when he turned around he said it was actually a bigfoot creature that walked right across this narrow dirt road and into the into the woods next to him um I mean, and, and he said he was just shocked. He couldn't believe it. He said the, the way when the thing walked, it was walking through like uh, like th like this, you know, smaller trees, but it was bending the trees the way, you know, when a person walks through tall grass and the, and the grass bends, this, this Bigfoot was so big and, and uh, uh, it was bending the trees as it walked. And he, and he just said it was unbelievable. I mean, he just, you know, nobody believed him, of course. I mean, uh, nobody in his family believed him. But he, he stands, he stood by that and that was... By that point, it was almost 25, 25 years since it happened. So 
uh, I believe the guy. I mean, again, he was reluctant to tell the story, and he, and, you know, it took a lot of convincing him. And and he took me to the site, and he was very convincing. So I, I believe that guy. I believe there, you know, there are people that see this thing, and unfortunately, we just don't have proof. They, these these beings, these Bigfoot creatures, are apparently just they're just so. Uh, they're, with the word here, I'm, I'm, it's failing me. Uh, they're just, you know, I, I just think they're just so uh, good at, at, at hiding themselves. They're masters at it. I mean, they obviously, I mean, uh, if they exist, and I believe that they do, then they they have a, a, a way of masking themselves and keeping themselves hidden from society. It's, it's, they're, they're probably, uh, if, if we were to ever get one, uh, we'd probably find out that they're probably uh, the sm- the smartest animal next to human beings, right? I, I would imagine. I mean, they're, they're just very extremely elusive, and they they have an ability to just stay away and ke- keep themselves, you know, a mystery. And um, they're pretty much experts at it at this point. It would seem. I mean, a lot of people have been seeing these things over over decades, centuries, actually. I mean, this has been this is something that a lot of people have seen. You know, this goes back to the uh, uh, Native Americans uh, before people even before people from the Europe even came here. I mean, they were ex- encountering these things. So this has been going on for centuries. So, um, unfor- again, we just haven't, as far as we know, we, we, you know, nobody's ever captured one. Maybe there was one captured way back in the some centuries ago, and it's just some forgotten forgotten incident now. But uh, I, I do believe that they're there, and there's a lot of other people out there that believe it. I mean, there's, you have you have a lot of guys who believe it so much that they're out there hunting for them all the time. And basically, this is what, what this is: is it's a creature that's on the opposite spectrum of of the other phenomena that I talk about all the time. Is the extraterrestrial phenomenon? It's just a, it's 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 two extremes. You have the one extreme where uh, there there are beings here which are obviously. Uh, of a much higher intelligence than human beings and they're much more advanced. And then you have uh, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, creatures running around, very elusive, but, uh, you know, they're on the other spectrum, the other side of that spectrum. You know, it's but but who's to say that they don't exist? I mean, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the wilderness in the Pacific Northwest, it's just unexplored. There could be areas in there where they obviously could hide and keep themselves secret. Um. And just, there's a lot of sightings. A lot of people have seen these things. I mean, if you go, there's different re- Bigfoot research groups online, and you, there's lots of different reports over the years. I don't, I don't think all these people are lying. So I don't see why, why, why would anybody be embarrassed about this? Just because Joe Rogan uh, is embarrassed now? Is that the reason? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, of course, we don't have one yet, but that doesn't mean we're not going to uh, have evidence of the, one of these beings at some point, one of these creatures. Uh, I mean, but if you check out that video, I'll leave a link for, uh, you know, the video that I did a week ago on YouTube. And, and also in, within that description, you'll also find a link to uh, the uh, History Channel show. The, the proof is out there, the episode where that uh, where they talk about that. And a lot of the people in that episode believe that, yeah, this is this proves it. I mean, how could it, I, I, there's no way in 1967 that two cowboys were able to come up with a costume like that. This this would be this is better. Like back in 1968, if you, uh, some of you remember, uh, that was the year that uh, Planet of the Apes was released, the original one, and also uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. And in both those films, uh, there was, um, you know, apes 
Of course. Okay, there was apes in the beginning of 2001, and then uh, throughout the entire movie of Planet of the Apes, uh, uh, there were apes, pe- uh, humans dressed up as apes. And those costumes came nowhere close to what this costume was capable of doing. I I just don't see it. I don't see how these two cowboys could have come up with something better than what Hollywood was doing at the time. You know, there's even been comments made over the years by, uh, you know, different ho- Hollywood makeup artists that said, you know, that's I, I couldn't do that good of a job. You know, you know that it's impossible. It's impossible. Now, there was a guy... Uh, back in 1999 who came out, his name was Bob Hieronymus, who claimed that he wore the suit, that he was, uh, that Patterson, you know, was supposed to pay him $1,000 back in the 67 to wear this suit and he was going to film and he'd wear an ape suit and that he was the actual, that he was the actual person wearing the suit in the Patterson Gimlin footage. Now, apparently this guy was paid money when he came out and, and, and went on TV, you know, different, uh, different TV shows and stuff, he was given money for his appearances on and talking about this. So you have to wonder about him. I, I just don't think he was telling the truth, obviously. I mean, if you look at this enhanced footage, he couldn't have been telling the truth. You know, there was no way that that was a human being dressed up in a suit, in a monkey suit. There is absolutely no way when you look at this. You can see muscle moving in the legs. You can see the bend of the toes. And, and, and as you know... You know, in those kind of costumes, you know, you know, you you would have to wear a shoe. Like when you, you people with those gorilla costumes, they, they you know, the, usually your shoe fits inside the foot, right? So there's no way that the toes would bend so realistically as you would as you see in in, in this enhanced version of the Patterson Gimlet footage, right? And then there's scenes like uh, where, where you can see the uh, the gluteus maximus muscles moving, right? There again, there's no way that these two cowboys. Uh, Patterson and Gimlin were able to put something like that together. Um, and it's just impossible. I just can't believe. I can't believe that that would be possible. In fact, it would be hard for even somebody today to do this to make it look realistic. I don't see how you could. Now, usually, when you see these uh, gorilla suits, the fur is always real long. You know, to cover up the seams and the, and the fakery of it, right? But in this thing, it's there. It's not long. The fur is short, close to the body. In fact, there's some areas where the fur is like worn down. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I believe that the Patterson Gimlet footage is absolutely real, right? And, and so I, I don't see how why it, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, there's nothing to think that well, well, well that the, you know, you if you can't have it both ways. You can't believe in UFOs and Bigfoot. Well, yeah, yes, I could. Yes, I could. I I don't believe there's a lot of other things. I don't believe in the Loch Ness monster. Okay, there you go. You know, I don't believe in everything, but I mean, after seeing this Patterson-Gimlin footage enhanced version, I'm convinced now. I I think I'm convinced after seeing this because I just don't see how it could have been faked. And so I highly suggest anybody who hasn't seen this to check it out. Um, Because Bigfoot's real. At some point, there's going to, you know, somebody's going to find one of these hunters out there. You know, somebody is going to get one of these things somehow. Obviously, they're extremely elusive, right? But uh, one day... It's going to happen. I sense it. I mean, I, I just can't see how it could go on forever. There'll be some sort of evidence, whether they come upon a pile of bones somehow. Uh, these things are probably in- intelligent to the point that they bury their dead to make sure that nobody could find them. Or, you know, who knows how they operate? Um, but, uh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, the other thing is, is you, you're out in the middle of the wilderness in the woods in the deep deep forest somewhere in one of these areas where they're known to uh, inhabit and you're going to come up you know come up near one of these things right they're not going to stand there and let you you know film them 
you know, uh, that Patterson one, the Patterson Gimlin footage, they got lucky. They came, they came right into this, you know, these, these, this wild area where, where humankind usually doesn't set foot. They came right in on their horseback, snuck up on the thing. They saw it's drinking out of, out of a, out of a Creek. The thing got up and started walking away. And that's when Patterson started filming it. But for the most part, if you run into these things, you're going to be scared out of your mind. You know, you'd be just thinking running into a wild bear. If you run into a Bigfoot, you're going to be more scared because you're not, you're not going to be able to believe your eyes. And the other, the other aspect of it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is Bigfoot. I'm getting the hell out of here. You're not going to, like, want to stand around with your, with your cell phone trying to film this thing. You know, now, if it's from a distance, that's a different thing. But it's just hard. These things are elusive, right? They're, they're just better at be, living in the wild and, and, and operating and moving around in the, in the wilds than a human being would be. And that's why they're just so hard to, to, to get proof. You know, it's hard, so hard to prove that they exist. You know, someday, somehow, I believe it will happen. But to this point, I mean, wow. You know, but again, I really, really can't express, uh, you know, you, know, you need to check out that footage and you'll see what I'm talking about because it's highly, very, extremely interesting. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Uh, all right, continuing with this uh, Bigfoot discussion, um, you know, there's been a lot of reports over the years. I, I've talked about this previously in a different podcast, but I think it's worth going over again. But there have been a lot of reports throughout the years of uh, UFOs and Bigfoot. In fact, there's been documentaries about this uh, that have been made. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, subject. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, what's the connection? Uh, I guess it's, you know, it's just anybody's guess. But, uh, you know, it, it, this is going back years now. In, in uh, Southern California in 1968, there were two prospectors. This was out in the desert in Southern California, two prospectors that woke up in the middle of a night uh, after hearing this loud explosion. And uh, they were amazed to see this uh, huge flying saucer uh, descend into a nearby canyon. And then they followed the light to where, the, you know, there was light shining out from this canyon. So they followed the light to it. And uh, when they looked down inside the canyon, they saw the saucer hovering uh, above the ground in the canyon. And underneath, there were several uh, Bigfoot creatures, you know, walking in single file. All right. Uh, the only sound, there was no sound whatsoever except some loud clanking sound like a, like a church bell. All right. So the, the two guys are like, you know, looking down this canyon. They can't believe what they're seeing. Right. Next thing you know, they, they feel like a presence and they turn around and there's there's two Bigfoot creatures standing right behind them. They're just standing there. So the guys get up and just they, they take off. You know, uh, there was a lot of stuff that actually happened in Pennsylvania back in 1973. Well, there was uh, one incident where there was uh, the three women were driving in a car. Uh, and they saw this huge rectangular UFO uh, that was it was landed right right aside the the, the road on a, this wooded area, and uh, they saw this ramp uh, emerge from this craft, and the ramp opened up, and they watched as these uh, three uh, seven foot tall Bigfoot creatures come running came running down the ramp, and then went, uh, fled into the woods. Uh, then that same year in uh, Greensburg, Pennsylvania, there were fifteen people. 15 people that saw this uh, huge egg-shaped, saucer-shaped craft land uh, in a, in a fenced-in pasture. Uh, uh, later, uh, some, some of the witnesses that were there saw two Bigfoot, uh, two Bigfoot creatures walking inside the pasture along the fence, uh, and r- walking right toward them. 
uh, right near the craft where the craft was. And one of the witnesses uh, pointed a shotgun at the creatures, fired a couple of shots over their head, over these these Bigfoot Bigfoot's heads, right? And the the, the Bigfoot, two Bigfoot, just kept walking right toward them. Uh, didn't stop. So then he shot one directly, right? Uh, and the, the creature moaned a little bit, and then the both of them disappeared. But right before the Bigfoot disappeared in the woods, uh, the craft that was sitting there vanished. And there was evidence. Uh, there was a, you know, state police showed up later on. They, the, uh, where, where the craft had landed, the, and this this all happened at night. Where the craft had landed, the grass there was a big circular mark in the in, in the pasture in the grass, and it was glowing. And then even the next day, uh, there were uh, some some people that you know they found tr- uh, Bigfoot tracks. They found the evidence of the saucer uh, imprint in the ground. I mean, I mean, what's going on here, right? There was all kinds of stuff that's happened throughout the years. It, it, a lot of these reports came out of the early seventies, but there's stuff that that's still happening now. But you know, one of these other reports was uh, there was two teenage girls uh, uh, somewhere. I believe it was in Pennsylvania back in the seventies that. You know, they saw some Bigfoot standing in the road, you know, with some sort of orb in it, like holding some sort of white uh, circular glowing orb at night. Like, what was that all about? So there seems to be some sort of connection between the extraterrestrial visitors and Bigfoot. You know, what what's going on there? I, I Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's very strange. Uh, you know, are, are the are, are these creatures uh, are Bigfoot creatures being uh, examined, or are they part of this uh, any kind of experiments, or that the extraterrestrials are conducting just like they do with us? Or are they abducting them like they abduct us, or is there some something else going on here? Uh, uh, there's been reports where there, there was a, a the one story from the seventies. I don't know where it was, uh, where some woman in a farmhouse uh, she saw a Bigfoot and she fired at this. She came out. There was a Bigfoot. There was UFOs were sighted in the area, and and then she there was a Bigfoot. She fired at the Bigfoot, and the and the thing disappeared after she shot at it. it just disappeared. It sounds similar to some of the things that happened out in Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, where there was a there was a family that was living in Skinwalker Ranch back in the '90s had all these different uh, str- strange experiences while they were you know living there. Uh, so was it something like that? You know, it's like poltergeist almost, or you know, the the like the, one of the incidents that happened at, at Skinwalker was was this weird giant wolf showed up and and they they shot at it multiple times to start attacking one one of the uh, sheep that they had, and they tried to or a goat or something, I can't remember what, it was attacking one of their uh, farm animals. And and so, uh, and at first the thing seemed friendly, but then it started, you know, attacking one of their farm animals. And so they started shooting at this thing point blank, and it just didn't die, and it took off. And they followed its tracks, and the tracks just came to an end and just disappeared. It was like weird stuff like that where, is, is that what was going on? I mean, who knows? I mean, is it possible that uh, that Bigfoot, what it really is is it's something that the aliens are. It's some sort of game they're playing with us. Sometimes letting us see these things. I, I mean, anything's possible. Maybe that's why they're so elusive. You know, it has nothing to do with the fact that they're uh, that Bigfoot are are uh, you know these uh, you know elusive missing link that a lot of people believe exists. Maybe maybe the fact is maybe what's really going on is that maybe extraterrestrials are making us. Uh, believe that they exist i don't know i mean i you know again getting back to what i talked to about earlier you know about the patterson gimlin footage that thing is real 
That's a real creature walking there, as far as I'm concerned. However, you know, what's with this connection with aliens? You know, there's there has been many different reports over the years. This is it's not, you know, it's all over the over all over the as United States, as far as I I can see, uh, lots of different things have happened. Uh, uh, where, you know, where there's a UFO shows up and there's Bigfoot sightings, and, and sometimes at the same exact time as some of these stories that we just talked about. So, what is the connection? Are they? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, this is such a mystery. Um, we can only just talk about it, and as far we don't, we don't have any answers. Uh, you know, why are the? I mean, say the Bigfoot's real, and the are the are the extraterrestrials interested in them just as much as they're interested in us? Uh, maybe perhaps Bigfoot creatures, and I, I I know I've said this before. Maybe what they are is that's what that's our where human beings originally. You know, that's that's you know the rawest version of a human being. And over the uh, centuries, right over millennia, we've been tr- transformed into what we are now. Maybe we are the result of you know a, a pro a, of a, a of a hybridization program. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it all started with those beings, and they, they, there's still a handful of the originals left running around, and we are the result so far, thus far. Uh, it's taken you know tens of thousands of years to get to this point, but this is where we are now. And you know, way back in the day, what we all of us really looked like was were, were Bigfoot creatures. We're all that's what we are. We, that, that maybe that's what's going on here. I don't know. There's really no way to tell. There's really no way to know what the what, what all the answers are here. This whole thing is a giant mystery, but it's a very interesting it's a very interesting topic to think about. Okay, um, recently there's been talk about that uh, you know it would we could possibly de- finally determine what Uma Uma, excuse me, Amuamua is by uh, uh, sending out a spacecraft. Uh, if launched by 2028, it could catch up to Oumuamua uh, in 26 years and and try to determine what it is. Of course, as everyone you know probably real everyone knows, in uh, 2017, uh, it was detected there was a this giant thing flying through space through our solar system. The first known interstellar object to enter our solar system was spotted. Uh, and it went around our sun and then shot back out in the space. It, it uh, Harvard physicist Avi Loeb, uh, he's he's one of the a minority of scientists actually who who thinks that the thing might be extraterrestrial in origin. What it's you know what <laughs> I, what its purpose is it's unknown. Uh, I actually have recently done a uh, I placed I put a video on YouTube this week about that. Uh, just you know talking about uh, that basically you know discusses you know. What is Oumuamua? What's, what's the what's its, if it's extraterrestrial? What's its purpose? Is it what you know? Is it collecting data for what? I mean, is it you know? There's just a lot of questions around it. However, you know, there is some effort now by scientists. Uh, well, some discussion anyway. Whether there's an effort or not remains to be seen. But a spacecraft could catch up to it, and that's if it was launched by 2028. Uh, so, and here's an article. I'll read a little bit of it from uh, SciTech Daily. It's uh, it was from January 30th. It says in October 2017, the interstellar object Oumuamua passed through our solar system, leaving a lot of questions in its wake. 
Not only was it the first object of its kind ever to be observed, but the limited data astronomers obtained as it shot out of our solar system left them all scratching their heads. Even today, almost five years after this interstellar visitor made its flyby, scientists are still uncertain about its true nature and origins. In the end, the only way to get some real answers from Oumuamua is to catch up with it. Interestingly enough, there are many proposals on the table for missions that could do just that. Consider Project Lyra, a proposal by the Institute for Interstellar Studies that will rely on advanced propulsion technology to rendezvous with interstellar objects and study them. According to their latest study, if, if their mission concept launched in 2028 and performed a complex jupiter oberth maneuver, it would be able to catch up to Oumuamua in 26 years. On October 30th, 2017, less than two weeks after Oumuamua was detected, the Initiative for Interstellar Studies inaugurated Project Lyra. The purpose of this con concept study was to determine if a mission to rendezvous with Oumuamua was feasible using current or near-term technologies. Since then, the this, the team that's uh, conducted the studies has considered catching up with the uh, interstellar object using nuclear thermal propulsion and a laser sailcraft similar to Breakthrough Starshot, an interstellar mission concept for reaching Alpha Centauri in 20 years. As they describe in their study, most of the previously proposed methods for reaching Oumuamua using near-term technologies call for a solar oberth maneuver. A perfect example is the Sundiver, a proposal made by researcher Corin Baylor-Jones of the Max Planck Institute for Astronomy. As he described to Universe Today in a previous article, this concept relies on the sun's radiation pressure to obtain a very high velocity with a light sail. Anyhow, uh, I'm not going to read the whole article. I will leave the link here uh, for you to check it out. It's a pretty long one. But I guess it's interesting uh, that, you know, <laughs> just to find out what this thing is, look at all the years it would take. I mean, you're talking, it was discovered in 2017, and it would take 26, uh, it would catch up with it, with Oumuamua in 26 years if launched by 2028. That's a long time. I mean, we're talking, you know, a lot of water going under the bridge. Um, but I guess if that's the only way to find out what it is, and if 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 it's important, is it important to find out what it is? Who knows if it's important? If it's extraterrestrial, maybe it's very important to find out if it, you know, if it is. Now, you know, some people were thinking it, it's just some sort of rock and, you know, like a comet or you know whatever. But uh, again, Avi Loeb, you know, he he disagrees with that, and he, in fact, he thinks it's it's impossible to be any of those things. Uh, so if it's extraterrestrial, again, what would what is what is its purpose? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's extra, there's already an extraterrestrial presence on this planet. Okay, does this mean, okay, was this thing, say a Uma Uma is some sort of probe from a different extraterrestrial civilization somewhere out there in space. Does that mean that now we have something else to worry about? I don't know. Again, it's just all, all of this is pure speculation because our scientists really don't know what it is. They, they can't agree on what it is. Um, but again, if it's extraterrestrial, what was it doing? Okay, oh, look at S planet. This is maybe, maybe there's some sort of uh, say. Say it's just for an instance. I know this is you know looking at things for, you know from the, uh, a dark angle. But uh, say for instance, there's a civilization out there that's looking for some suitable planet to move to because their planet is dying. For you know, so they send out probes all all throughout the universe and uh, to, to, to try to figure out where where some. Uh, habitable planets might might uh, exist. And so they sent one by our planet, and they see that there's, oh, yeah, look at this one. This is a nice one. Okay, now we'll go there. You know, I don't know. It's all, again, it's all pure guesswork. I mean, 
Uh, if it's extraterrestrial, what, is it just, or maybe they're just curious. Maybe they send out, maybe it's a probe just, you know, collecting data, just to map, you know, map out uh, different uh, uh, life, planets where life exists. It's just, but it's an interesting idea. Like now that we'll see if they do something like this again, with all the years involved here, you're saying 26 years, if launched by 2028, um, you know, that's very interesting, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, uh, before I go for today's show, I just like to point out, I, I, I appreciate the people that, uh, you know, do, do tune in and do listen to my podcast. And I hope that you've enjoyed, you've been enjoying it. I've, I've basically taken probably about a week or so off here recently. Um, I had some personal issues to, uh, to take care of. Uh, but I just want to point out that, you know, I really don't make a. I, I don't make. I, I was making some money off this podcast, and as of as of right now, I I'm not. Um, I was. Um, I, I I was making some money off off advertising, and you know I I, I host my podcast on Anchor, and uh, Anchor has been pretty good so far. But uh, for over a week now, I have there's been no ads uh, that are appearing during any of my uh, uh, podcasts, so. Basically, I'm doing. I'm. It's. I'm not getting any kind of. You know, I wasn't a lot of money to begin with, right? Like I could just point that out. Uh, so I'm not receiving anything for doing this right now, and uh, I really hate that to do this. But if there's anybody out there that would uh, want to contribute to uh, to my channel, uh, to my podcast, uh, there is a way to do that. You you could find a link in in the. Um, you know, it could just be a minimal amount to it. There's there there's a link there where you could make a contribution. I also have a Patreon. Um, it's all connected with my, you know, my YouTube channel and, and my podcast. And, you know, again, I hate to, you know, do this at this point, but, uh, right now I'm, I have nothing coming in on any of these things. So I'm basically doing it for nothing. Um, but you know, I would be nice just to make a little bit of money on this, um, to be quite truthful. So, uh, otherwise I wouldn't be asking uh, for this, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you out there, you know, you know, if you don't, you know, I'm, I'm not asking anybody who doesn't have anything to to contribute. But if you're somebody that, you know, you know, does have have some extra and you and you really like my, my what I do with my podcast and uh, you wanted to, you know, you hope that you know you wanted to see it continue to exist, well, I I, I would appreciate uh, a contribution. Anyway, thank you very much uh, to the audience out there that is. Uh, listening to my podcast there's actually there's people from all over the world i mean it's i at last i counted there's almost 60 different countries and uh i i think that's great and i i thank you very much and i'm, I'm i really hope you're enjoying it and i i hope to continue anyway thank you very much